is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. It's great having you. And once again, I have a fascinating conversation in store for you today. And um, it's such a pleasure to be able to have these weekly conversations with truly inspirational people and inspirational work that's happening on the planet. Uh, if you've been listening to The Love Code, you know, this is a a program that's really dedicated to opening our consciousness, opening our awareness to the possibilities to heal, transform, not just ourselves, but the planet. So today we're particularly talking about the amazing technologies and healing frequencies that are available to totally transform agriculture, to be able to work in a in a and a whole new paradigm that can heal and transform not just plants, but the land. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. And my guest today is Jim Kurtz, and we're talking about healing and transforming plants and agriculture with frequencies. And um, Jim is the executive director of Harvest Harmonics, which is a, actually it's a global company, but he's, um, he's, uh, based in the U.S., and is helping to educate and support the world of agriculture, farmers of all sorts, to enhance, I would say, to heal their land, to heal their plants, to enhance um, the ability to really regenerate life. So a little bit about this, and then we'll jump into um, conversation with Jim. So Harvest Harmonics is revolutionizing the agriculture industry worldwide by creating a more nutritious and sustainable food supply. Harvest Harmonics is introducing a radically different, 100% chemical-free and natural, innovative agricultural technology, which is changing the future of farming and revolutionizing sustainable practices worldwide. Harvest Harmonic demonstrates and increases the health of plants and soils, and and healthier plants and soils equals healthier animals, water, and humans, all of which increase arid-ability, prosperity, and thus long-term profit and future farm success. The technology works regardless of climate or location because it works with the plant and soil environment on a quantum level to naturally boost the performance of regular functions, namely photosynthesis and nutrient absorption. And thus, all plant functions subsequently, plant health are improved. So this is also being replicated in trials worldwide. So we're on the leading edge here of frequencies for healing the soil and plants. And I'm so excited about this conversation, Jim. So first of all, Jim Kurtz, welcome to The Love Code. It's great having you here. And I know this is your passion, so um, so we're going to have a great conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I feel like you've said everything I needed to say so I can just bow out early. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> And well, now we can just go party, right? <laughs> exactly. It's kind of a, a um, glass of wine or, or a glass of water or something. But no, thank you so much. That was a pretty good summary of what uh, what we're trying to do. Oh, well, that's good. So let me just say that uh, kind of kind of um, give my kind of a, 
introduction uh, of how I even found you. So uh, if people have been listening for a while, <clears throat> I think it's pretty obvious that I have been really uh, involved with innovative ways for healing. You know, I'm a naturopathic doctor, and uh, I, I believe that we're on the, the the cusp of a whole transformation in how we understand our bodies and how we facilitate healing and basically shift of consciousness on this planet. And it has to do with understanding that we are frequencies. Everything is a frequency, and all frequencies have information. So um, this may be a new concept for a lot of people, but it's the essence of this quantum reality and this quantum universe that we are living in. And there's just so much emerging. I I just want to say that um, I recently did a one-week advanced training with Dr. Joe Dispenza, and there were remarkable things that happened in that week because his work is actually providing a practical a practical formula for people to understand not only that we are frequencies and therefore we have the capacity to um, heal and transform anything in our life as we expand our consciousness and raise our frequencies and access this information to the field of infinite possibilities. And, um, and I work with a lot of healing tools that are working with frequencies and I can work with people anywhere in the world um, at any time because there is no time and space in this quantum universe, and all things are possible. So this is where we're going. This is the future of healing, the future of medicine, and it's the future of agriculture and understanding how we can totally um, transform the, the model of, of working with the natural world because it's all part of the, the, the quantum universe where uh, we can transform through frequency. So anyway, that's kind of my take and why I was so excited to find you. It came out of a conversation that I was on in a, in a, um, in a platform with practitioners of all persuasions, and somehow uh, there was a link that said you've got to check out uh, Harvest Harmonics, and so I followed up, and that's how I found you, Jim. And your work is exceptional. So let's start with you, Jim. Let's start with this a little bit about your journey and how you found yourself in your life doing this work. What, what was, what's your personal story? Well, um, I've, I've been in uh, sales and marketing for you know, over 20 years now, 25 years. And I've worked in a variety of different industries, you know, everything from food service to printing to retail. And then um, we moved, my family and I moved to Florida and I worked for a marketing company for a little while. And unfortunately that company didn't last very long. Um, and I was kind of looking around, I was looking to start my own business, but then I, I, at a networking event, I met our CEO, Frank Arlia. And, um, you know, he, he kind of explained what, what the company, we were called organic earth tech at the time, but, he explained what we were doing and what this technology was all about. And I was very obviously intrigued because, you know, I have three boys and um, I'm very much interested that we're, that we provide for the future generation, that we leave the world a better, you know, a little bit better than when we found it. And when I, I heard about this technology that can help reduce pesticides and chemicals and, you know, even chemical fertilizers and, and all of the stuff that's being used in agriculture to grow our food. You know, when I when I discovered that this this technology had a potential to help 
reduce or eliminate a lot of that stuff and make the food supply around the world healthier, you know, I kind of just looked at this like this is something I have to do. I have to kind of get behind this. I have to support this, you know, and, and do everything I can do to to get this technology out there because, you know, it's it's a game changer. And it's it's one of those things where sometimes you, you find your opportunity or calling in life because it's something you're good at or something you like to do. And, and in my case, I just happened to all of the things I was good at um, you know, sales, marketing, uh, administrative work, you know, writing, all of these things were all skills that were definitely needed at the time when we were at the time in our research and development phase, but we needed to start getting this out into the world and in farms. So, you know, I just put my, uh, my shoulder to the wheel, as they say, and um, I've been doing this for a little over seven years now, and it's been uh, a crazy ride, but you know, every day I wake up, I think I'm going to help people around the world eat healthier, you know, and every farmer that I get on board with this is going to feed a hundred or a thousand or a hundred thousand people and they get to eat healthier food that, that wouldn't have if I didn't get up and go to work that day. So it's definitely a very purpose-driven, motivating um, calling that, that uh, I find myself in here. That's a wonderful story. It's like you, you've been on this journey where you've developed all these uh, uh, resources and talents and abilities, and, and you finally found something that really is uh, of service to humanity, right? So this is, this is why you have such a passion, what you do. It's, beautiful. it's exactly. a beautiful gift to give yourself, isn't it? You know, wake up every day excited that you're contributing. So, you know, before we talk about what this technology is, I think it'd be really great to talk about the results it's getting because let's 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 focus a little bit on what farmers are experiencing. There's some tremendous things that I have been reading and 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 visually seeing because they're actually the pictures of profound growth of healthy plants that's just extraordinary in the time of their growth compared to plants that are not working with these these frequencies. And then we'll go into a little bit more about what it is. But tell us some of these amazing results that are happening for farmers around the world. Yeah, so, I mean, it really, um, it's been really amazing. I mean, we've gotten, you know, that's the other thing is, as a salesperson, you know, usually most salespeople, you ask them, you know, when they feel the best. And for most sales, it's like when, when the person buys the product that's when they get the bet little a little high or whatever you know the little feeling of, of hey i just closed the sale great for me it's when the far the farmer that i sold two three months ago or six months ago calls me you know in a state of awe like oh my god i can't i, I can't believe what's happening on my farm i can't believe how fast these plants are growing i can't believe they're still flowering you know when they should have stopped flowering two months ago i can't believe that you know, um, the quality and the size and everything, you know, so I, I really just, that to me validates all my hard work because sometimes it's hard to convince people to do something new, as, as I'm sure you know, but when you finally get the, the feedback, like, oh my God, like you saved my farm. Like in some cases, I've seen farmers that would have lost 85, 90% of their crop like their neighbors did, but with our technology, they only lost 10 or 15% and it saved their farm, you know, or you know, other farms, we just got a, a testimonial from one of our growers that's used our technology for two, three years, and he's got an organic orange farm. And he told us, he said, this is the, 
the best crop I've seen in 53 years of farming oranges, you know, and and this this grove is an organic grove. It's doing even better now organically than in terms of production and quality and everything than it did when it was a conventional grove because before six, seven years ago, it was conventional. And so, and other farmers telling us they're saving a lot of water in a drought situation where they would be otherwise not even able to get a crop. But, you know, they're they're telling us that with our technology, it gives the plants enough of a boost or makes it efficient enough that they can they can get a great crop out. And, you know, all of these success stories is, again, it, it, it just wakes me up in the morning and think, okay, who else can I help? Who else can I turn around, you know, and who else can I, you know, I, I had a conversation with a very large sugar, sugar cane growing organization that has 25,000 hectares today. And we're going to be starting um, trials to, to show them how they can grow without glyphosate. Right. And that's something that a lot of the wow. sugar industry uses. And um, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so we start here, but that means 25,000 hectares or, you know, I don't know, I think it's probably going to be like 500 tons of sugar a year once we get this thing fully fully out there. 500 to 1,000 tons of sugar every year that's not going to have glyphosate in it, you know, and I'm like, that's that's really what gets me up and gets me going and keeps me keeps me going through the, the hard days, et cetera, it's like when I know that I'm having that kind of benefit, and the farmers are really winning at it too. Well, so uh, let me just ask about this—the the glyphosate issue. Um, does that mean that they don't need to put um, glyphosate as a herbicide because the plants are more healthier and resistant to weeds or whatever they think are challenging the plant? Is that—is that why they're? not going to be, re they're not using glyphosate now? Well, that's, that's, we're seeing that on other farms, and that's generally true, that our technology helps improve the soil quality so that the weeds become less of a problem for the crops. But in this specific case, we found out that in the sugar industry, they actually use glyphosate not as a weed killer, but they use it because the chemical in glyphosate actually causes the sugar in the sugar cane to concentrate. So it actually causes the you know, they're looking for the amount of sugar that they can extract from the from the sugar canes, but the use of glyphosate actually causes the, the plants to contract their sugar and concentrate their sugar production, so that at the end of the season, you know, they can they can dramatically increase the amount of sugar that they can extract by using glyphosate in the field. And so this was something we just found out not that long ago. Um, but but yeah, we we know that by boosting the ability of the crops to to generate its own sugar naturally we we think the farmer's not going to need it anymore so wow that is so interesting i had no idea that glyphosate was used in the sugar cane industry for concentrating the sugar wow yeah wow so interesting um so okay so we're you're seeing amazing growth and um, of plants, of their resilience, of a greater output for longer periods of time that they're um, fruiting. But then there's also the soil component. So what are you seeing with the soil? What's happening to the soil when you use this frequency system, which we're going to get into in a minute? But before we do, let's talk about the soil, because that's the other thing. There's one thing about supporting plants to be strong, healthy, vibrant, resilient, to be able to, you know, have amazing capacities to produce this abundance, but you can't do that without a healthy soil. 
Right. And um and that that's really been the sort of the difficulty that 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 the path that um commercial agriculture has gone down over the last 60 70 years. I mean, on the positive side, it's definitely increased our productivity and helped feed a lot of people that would otherwise not be fed. So it's been a good thing in that sense, but the the overuse of chemicals and chemical fertilizers and these things have really reduced the natural topsoil around the world and um it's it's creating a problem because now the the more you use these types of things, the worse off the microbial activity in the soil, which are you know nature's way of pulling nitrogen and carbon out of the air is through the use of these these microorganisms these small organisms and they pull these nutrients out of the air and, and make them available for the plants so that the plants can grow. But um, we've kind of replaced that nature's um, uh, nature's natural fertilizer in that method with um, man-made fertilizer, but the overuse of that has caused soil problems where the soil is not as healthy as it used to be. It's not as viable without added fertilizer as it used to be. So what our system seems to be doing is enhancing the plant's photosynthesis but also providing the soil environment um, a better soil structure so that the microbes in the soil can thrive and reproduce and sort of do their natural job more efficiently. And that, of course, in turn benefits the plants and helps them, um, you know, more be more efficient in terms of growing and producing fruits and vegetables too. So it's we're kind of using advanced technology, but really doing it in a way that works with nature and not against nature so that we're able to restore the natural processes of nature and we don't have to go against nature um, and, you know, create problems where, you know, you're running into a situation where you're getting less and less able to continue to sustainably grow crops. Exactly. That's what, that's, that's what we need to do. And, and the soil is so fascinating. I, I've attended some conferences in organic agriculture, regenerative agriculture, and with um what is so profound is to understand that the soil has a microbiome, like we have a microbiome, and in, and and actually the, a healthy soil is teeming with life, and that life is what is supporting the ability to for plants to uptake nutrients. And uh, the more we put chemicals and artificial fertilizers and uh, just destroy the health of the soil, so therefore. We're we're killing that that microbial world that is essential for all of life, and then the plants can absorb and have access to the nutrients they need and the minerals they need. So it's a whole cycle, right? Everything is connected. So it's about finding solutions that can regenerate life on this planet. So that's where <laughs> that's where you come in and and doing this incredible work with this unique technology. So let's jump into that aspect. I think it's pretty evident that what you're something is going on with what you are doing that's radical and transformative and profound. So let's jump into what it is that is creating these amazing results, Jim. Sure, and um, I guess I'll start by, by first mentioning that I did not invent this technology. Uh, the, the technology was invented by a medical researcher named Folio Balmelli, and um, his biomedic research center in Como, Italy, is the, the foundation of this technology. So even though I and, and, and my company, our company, is distributing this technology around the world, it was not invented by us. You know, we're, we're partnering with the inventor. 
but the technology itself was really born out of um, the science of biophysics, which is utilizing and understanding how the laws of physics can influence biological behavior. Um, Mr. Belmelli began studying um, and treating human beings of various diseases. So he's not a doctor, but he has a medical clinic where he works with doctors. And his job is to research medical solutions, so solutions to diseases and um, you know, human health and these types of things, including aesthetics, you know, looking better, et cetera. But he, he'd been doing this, using this biophysical method of his that he developed for many years, but he was discovering that even though he was curing people of a lot of diseases, he was noticing that a couple of years later, the same people would come back and they'd have something else, some other different disease. Like he, he'd fix a heart problem, then they'd come back and maybe have a liver problem, or he'd fix, you know, a, a digestive problem, and then they would come back with some kind of neurological problem, right, or something like that. And he began to research this and trace these problems down to the fact that the people he was treating didn't have enough nutrition and good enough water quality to be able to sustain good health. And so he knew at that point that he was either going to be like a normal doctor where, you know, you're just continually treating people every time they get sick, but you're not really doing anything to substantively change the, the condition. You're just treating people to get them well again, and they're going to get sick again. So, he began to take his knowledge and understanding of human physiology and apply it to plants in an effort to help improve the nutritional quality of plants. And that began about 23, 24 years ago. And eventually all of that research into plant physiology, he discovered how we can increase and improve photosynthesis efficiency using these frequency patterns or, or biophysical signals. And Again, a lot of trial and error, a lot of uh, research and development went into perfecting this technology, but um, the, the work was finally finished and perfected in the end of 2019, and we had started running a lot of field trials on farms all over the world where we had access to these farms, and um, the results that we were getting was even blew us away. I mean, we were, we were kind of expecting in some cases, okay, we can get a 15% increase in yield, 20%. And that alone would be about four or five times what any really good fertilizer or really good input might give you. But what we were seeing, and even in some of the earlier trials, was 40%, 60%, 100% increases in yield and, you know, reductions of insect pressure and reductions of fungal damage and, and loss of crops due to these different factors. And we were starting to get blown away by these amazing results. And it's, in a nutshell, what the technology does is, whereas the rest of agriculture has been focused on the environment of the plant, making sure that there's enough water in the soil, making sure that there's enough uh, minerals in the soil, making sure that the sunlight was, it was optimized as much as possible, understanding how to plant and what time and killing weeds and that kind of stuff. All of these different factors are really handling the environment of the plant. But there hasn't been a lot of research in terms of the plant itself, except for genetically modifying, you know, changing the actual genetics of the plant or using hybrids to breed certain plants. And this biophysical method is a really, it's a deep dive understanding of how we can enhance naturally the internal workings and internal processes of the plant to make the plant more efficient so that you don't need as much fertilizer or pesticides or chemicals 
the plant itself will be able to utilize the resources that it has efficiently so that the farmer can still get really good crops and good yields and better quality yields without using as much input. So it saves him money. He makes more money. Economically, it works for the farmer. And from a scientific point of view, we're really launching the next level of agriculture, which is which is energy, how we can dramatically increase the energy in the plant so that it can do what it's naturally supposed to do without a lot of human intervention. Yeah, well, that's what's exciting is that we are on this cusp of a whole um, new way to work with restoring um, harmony and balance within humans, within plants. So, so I know that you... Um, and you talk about working on the quantum level. So can we dive into that a bit more and explain what that means? And, and also how exactly are you transmitting these frequencies to the plants and to the soil? Let's dive in deeper. Sure. So the principle behind this is that the cells within any living organism, but we'll stick with plants for this for this show, but the cells within a plant are all designed to be coordinated and work together. And it turns out that the each type of cell vibrates according to a very specific pattern or frequency pattern. So as an example, the root cells in a plant will vibrate at a specific frequency. Uh, the cells within the stem of the plant, which are which of course transport water and nutrients through the stem and into the leaves, those cells operate at a different frequency. Uh, the cells in the leaves that, that are responsible for absorbing sunlight and converting the water and carbon dioxide into sugar molecules, those cells operate at a, a different frequency. And Mr. Baumelli studied and found over 3,000 unique frequencies associated with healthy, productive plants. And we're able to restore the natural cellular function of a plant using these frequencies. So the idea behind it is that when a plant is in its environment, it's subject to various stresses. It'll, there can be temperature fluctuations, uh, maybe not enough sunlight. Sometimes you get insects or other types of predators that will come and eat the plant. All of these different stress factors in the environment cause the cells within the plants to start vibrating at different frequencies than their natural ideal frequency. When that happens, the cells can no longer communicate efficiently because, let's say, in a root system, one root cell might be operating at 100 hertz, and because of a, another damage or stress, another root cell next to it may operate at 120 hertz or 30 hertz. And those differences in how those two cells are functioning, those, those different frequency patterns, cause the, the cells to not be able to communicate efficiently, and then the whole system begins to get less and less efficient. So the more stress a plant is subjected to, the more of these stress factors throw off the natural rhythms or timing mechanisms of the cells in the plant. So what our system is doing is we already know what the ideal frequencies for each type of cell should be. And we just transmit these radio waves, these quantum waves that are at the specific frequencies that the cells need and because of the physical laws of harmonics, almost like a tuning fork in music, because of the laws of harmonics, the frequencies that we're sending the plant will correct and retune those 
the cellular frequencies in the plant until the, the plant reaches its ideal metabolism. And it's like a continual restoring of the natural ideal metabolism every time a farmer irrigates his crops. So we don't need to add more chemicals or water. We're just making the internal cellular structure of the plant realign itself to its ideal metabolism. Almost like if your metabolism was in a perfect state, you know, you could probably eat a cheeseburger and you're not going to gain weight. But if your metabolism is not in good shape, you know, you look at a cheeseburger and you're probably going to gain five pounds, you know. So um, that's that's in a nutshell what our system does. And the way it's delivered is through a farmer's irrigation system. So we program small transmitters into uh, essentially little chips, which look like watch batteries, but they're microtransmitters. So we program the entire 3,000 frequency library that Mr. Balmelli created into these small transmitters. And we attach these to a farmer's irrigation system. And then as water travels through the inside of the pipe, our transmitters on the outside of the pipe will begin to send these quantum waves at specific frequencies into the water. And then when the plants absorb that water, again, through the physical laws of harmonics, the waves that are contained in the water of our, of our system are retuning those cellular functions within the plant. So, so basically, it's um, so it's 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 the technology that transmits into the water system, into the irrigation system. This information—it's really the information, right? The frequencies and the information that will attune the cells of the plants to their ideal frequencies. So exactly, that's, that's health. You know, it's health. So it's like when we are. When we are attuned to the optimal frequencies, when we're operating in an environment of love and harmony, peace and, uh, you know, air, fresh air, sunshine, all the components that optimize our frequencies, we, we are in a state of health. We can overcome illness because all illness is, a, is lower frequencies or disharmonics, you might say. So... Mm -hmm. that's, that's fascinating because water, let's talk a bit about water. So water is a carrier of frequencies. It's the perfect way to transmit these healing or restore these optimal harmonics into a farm, right, through through the medium of water. You're not spraying anything. You're not, you know, fertilizing with anything. You're actually using the, the irrigation system as a carrier of frequencies. Right. And and so the main difference between our technology and what's what's typically used in agriculture is agriculture for the last 70 years has been focused on the chemical model. How do we give the plants the right ele chemical elements that they need, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, et cetera? How do we get how do we give the plant the proper chemical elements so that the internal functions can work? Or how do we use a chemical to disrupt, let's say, an insect that might be eating the plant or a fruit? So they use a chemical to either drive away an insect or kill an insect so it doesn't destroy the fruit. We're really looking at it from a, a lower level, a physics level, which physics actually undercuts chemistry. And all the chemical interactions that happen in the plant are happening through the laws of physics anyway. So we're not using the via of chemicals. We're going straight to the 
the physical interactions within the plant to help the plant restore itself. And the plant's natural biological function will always try to restore itself. Just like a human being's, your body is designed to heal itself if it gets sick or, you know, fix, you know, if it's bleeding, it will, it will automatically fix itself. Your body is designed to heal itself. It's just that if, if you're not giving it the right messages or the right communication, the right tools, then your body won't heal itself and neither will a plant. So we're just, we're just, again, fostering and restoring those natural internal communications of the plant. So you you attach this device this this device that emits these frequencies um, into an irrigation into one area of the irrigation system that water then so it, then it's on it's running and it's continuously transmitting these frequencies as the water is moving through it or do you just do it one time and the water carries the frequency you know. For, for a period of time, it holds that frequency. Yeah, the water will store the frequencies at the molecular level of water, and it will store them from, in a, in a pure glass vial, it can store the frequencies up to a month, up to 30 days. But in mm -hmm. once it mixes with soil and gets into the environment, just different factors will, will generally reduce that time to somewhere between five to 10 days in that range. So the farmer who waters once a week will be able to get the maximum benefit of our system. If a farmer mm -hmm. is only watering, let's say, once or twice a month, then they may get a slightly less consistent response because there will be a time when the, the strength of our signals will begin to decrease. But mm -hmm. in either case, every time the farmer is irrigating, it will boost the photosynthesis of the plant. Do, do you find that the more consistent leads the uh, frequencies are used, these, even if they are uh, only watering every two weeks, um, it, because of the changes that's happening in the health of the soil and the health of the plant, it, it can maintain those frequencies and benefits from them over that duration of time? Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine if you, I guess the probably easiest way to compare it would be like, let's say if you went, decided you're gonna start exercising. And so if you go to the gym and you exercise for an hour, but you then you don't go back to the gym for two weeks, let's say, well, you're going to get a benefit from going to the gym and your body is going to respond and improve for maybe the next day or two. It'll, it'll utilize more energy more. You'll, you'll have health benefits. And maybe to a lesser degree, you'll have other benefits for three or four days. But then after let's say a week of not going to the gym, your body's going to go back to the way it was. And so that's why personal trainers will tell you, don't go to the gym once a month. It's not doing you any good. You're, you know, once a month for five hours, you're better off going, you know, every two days for half an hour and then just getting that consistent boost because that's going to have a much more beneficial effect. So our system is, is essentially boosting the metabolism of a plant in a similar way. So, if the farmer's using our signals and frequencies, then yes, if he uses it once a week, it's going to get a, a boost when the signals are fresh, and then over two or three days, it'll still get the, the stimulation. And after two or three weeks, the plant is eventually going to start going back to its not, you know, its untreated levels. So when I see a farmer that says I only irrigate once a once or twice a year, 
I'll tell them you, you're probably not going to get enough of a benefit to really justify it. But if you're able to irrigate even smaller amounts, but more often, then you'll definitely see a big boost in your production. Yeah, that was the next question. Do you find that um, you uh, farmers are needing to require less water? If the soil is healthier, it holds more moisture, do they reduce the frequency that they need to uh, irrigate their land? Yeah, we are seeing in a lot of cases uh, the use of less water, in some cases up to 50 or 60% less water. Wow. and it can be dramatic. We have very heavy, hard soils, which are very compact, which our frequencies will help, you know, help loosen up the soil so that the water can penetrate down into it more easily. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have sandy soils where the water just seeps through very quickly. But we help to improve the organic matter in the soil so that actually holds the water for longer periods of time and gives the plant more of an opportunity to, you know, to contact and absorb the water before it drains out of the soil. I, I, you know, I'm listening to you, and it's just amazing, Jim. It's just amazing. It's like restoring balance in whatever way that needs to occur to optimize the soil, optimize the healthy functioning of the plants, and it's doing everything with frequencies rather than fertilizers and herbicides, pesticides, and everything else that has really destroyed the quality and the, the quality of the land, quality of the soil, the health of the plants, you know, just this whole downward spiral that we've been on through this chemical approach. This is, this is you know, providing everything that is required to create an amazing, healthy ecosystem, essentially. A healthy ecosystem. I mean, as we said earlier, the healthier plants hold more nutrition. People are getting better nutrition. You know, healthier plants reduce uh, are more resilient to to, to invasive insects. Um, healthier plants will support you know the the natural world, the animals, the birds. I mean, it's just this beautiful cycle of nature, right? Where we're all connected in this profound, intricate way. Yeah, and it's it's kind of funny because when I when I started really talking to farmers a lot, you know, several years ago, what I was realizing is these farmers are running around chasing every problem. And it's got to be nerve wracking because, you know, you're trying to get a crop out. So you plant your seeds, right? And then you have to, you realize there's not enough nutrients in the soil. So you add fertilizers to put nutrients there so the plants can, can get what they need, right? Then you water them. And then all of a sudden a month or so goes by and then they're growing along, everything's going fine, and now the weather changes and you'll get a fungus. So they have to get a different thing and spray for the fungus to kill the fungus so it doesn't kill the plant. And then another month goes by and then now all of a sudden insects, it gets hot and humid and insects become a problem. You have to spray the insects, right? And then, you know, something else happens and, you know, they're they're running around chasing all these problems and trying to solve these little, in, these problems individually. But the real solution is just how do we look at the, the, the simple solution, the easiest solution is really look at what's at the core of this. The core of this is that the plants are not healthy. You know, plants like every living thing have their own defenses against insects and, you know, diseases like viruses and bacteria and funguses for a plant or for humans, viruses and bacteria, right? And if the plant is healthy, it will respond to these different things and it will handle them fine and not have a problem. 
It's just that when the when the plant is not healthy, that it becomes susceptible to to these different factors and they become huge problems that now you do have to do emergency solutions for, right? We can all look at COVID, what happened with humans, you know, a few years ago, and it was like, if you were healthy and you got COVID, you might get sick, but you're not going to be going to the hospital or you're not going to die. But people who already were not taking care of their health or they were elderly or what have you, you know, those people, and unfortunately many of them died and the ones that didn't die, you know, you know, had a very tough time, but the answer was not take medication after medication after medication. It was just make yourself as healthy as possible and your body will do it, will do the work of defending itself. And just like, you know, plants do the same thing. If you really just make the plant healthy and efficient, then it will take care of the, itself very well and it will produce a nice, good quality crop for you without having to go around and chase and do all these other things to, to fight off all these things, which, you know, or threatening your crop. Yeah. Yeah. As you're talking and thinking of people who, you know, have present with a, a symptom and go to the doctor and they're on a medication, right? And and that medication has side effects, which then they have to be treated with, with other drugs and on and on it goes. It's the same thing with plants. You know, you're, you're running around trying to um, address the consequences of the impairment of the system because of the toxins that you're putting in it. And, you know, there you go. Um, so, so Jim, um, so how viable is this for small farmers or backyard gardeners? Do you, how does this work in the scale size of your, your garden or your farm? Yeah. So we have different size systems for different size farms and different types of irrigation systems. So, we we figure it out based upon the flow rate, so how fast that water is flowing through the pipe. So for a homeowner or a gardener, we have a small device which can literally fit on the end of your, a garden hose, or it can fit into an automatic sprinkler system where you water your lawn or your garden or plants, what have you. And that little that one transmitter or that one small system will be totally fine for the homeowner or gardener. Um, as you start to get bigger, like a greenhouse or maybe a small farm, you may have a, a system that has a one of our stronger transmitters or maybe multiple two or three tra- like three transmitters, which can handle a higher water flow rate and cover a larger area. And then we can go all the way up to large farms that have 500-acre fields, all irrigated with one system, and we have 12 transmitters, which can handle you know, 2,600 gallons per minute running through that, that large pipe and water that whole 500-acre field with one system. So we have systems that are geared toward different sizes of farms. That's that's great news, <laughs> you know. I mean, so everyone can really benefit. What? How expensive are these systems, Jim? What's the cost for people? Well, in the United States, we sell the garden devices for $500, and all of our systems last for two years. They're self-powered. Um, and then it goes up from there. We charge by the acre, and we have different prices for different countries, so it's it's hard for me to give a complete mm-hmm. ballpark that's good for everybody, but we have different prices mm-hmm. for different areas, depending on the exchange rate, depending on, you know, what kind of crops they're growing. We really try to do cost-benefit analysis for the farms to really determine 
because we, we need to make our own money. Obviously, we need to pay the bills and stuff, but we also want to make it cost effective for the farmers so that they're going to make more money. And so we usually have those types of conversations more of a one-on-one -on -one basis on a consultation. Yeah. Depending yeah. on that way, we can be we can really drill down into what's best for the farmer and what works for us and what's what's best for everybody. But we always make it very affordable for the farmer. And so far, we haven't had anybody ever ask for their money back, and we have a money back guarantee. So that's um, that's <laughs> never been a problem. We've never had to give it back because our farmers always make more than than the cost of our system. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, I'm sure, you know, if this is being used in places such as Africa or even the um, Middle East where conditions are really challenging or, you know, the way methods have been employed have been really challenging, this must be profound for countries that are, you know, struggling with just because of their environments that have been, you know, challenged to produce food. Yeah, there's a, there's a big. We're talking with several. I mean, a lot of different people in the Middle Eastern countries because COVID kind of woke up a lot of those countries up to the fact that yeah, they can make all the money in oil that they want, but if if something like COVID comes around and shuts down their their food supply and they can't grow it themselves, then they're they're going to be in in serious trouble, right? So there's big initiatives in different countries like Saudi Arabia and Qatar and United Arab Emirates and other countries where they're really looking for solutions like ours where they need to be able to grow enough food to feed their people without having to get their food from halfway across the world. That's That's been a big problem that, um, in fact, probably one of the biggest economic fallouts from COVID was, was due to that supply chain. It wasn't that the food wasn't being grown. Yeah. It was just how do you get it from, you know, I'm here in the United States. How do I get, how do we get our fresh fruit from, South America, the way we've been doing it for the last 20 years, you know, you can't. Well, okay, you, know, you need to be able to grow that food closer to where you are. So, yeah, areas like Africa and Middle East and countries where they've relied heavily on foreign imports of food are now finding that they, they really need to come up with a solution to grow it locally. And, you know, we're part of that solution for sure. Yeah, very exciting. Um, I, I had a question. Um, what if um, if these frequencies are put into the water and the water are put into the watering of you know, troughs or animals are drinking? Does, does that work? Does that is, is that viable to do that? So animals get the benefit of the frequencies. The animals will not benefit directly from drinking the water. The the frequencies of the plant booster are designed toward the physiology and the, the cellular structure of plants. So. The cells in a plant vibrate at different frequencies than humans or animals. So mm -hmm. you can drink the water all you want. It's not going to hurt you, but it won't help you either necessarily. But if you eat I, the plants that have been um, upregulated, you might say, optimizing their frequencies, then you're going to be more, um, not only getting more nutrition, but you're going to be more optimally hydrated as well. It's a plant right, and that's water, right? Exactly, and that's what I was about to say, that we are benefiting livestock indirectly because several growers that now that are growing hay and corn and other things that they feed livestock with are, are seeing that there's a, a bigger nutrient density with our technology. So the, the, the feed that they're giving the animals have more nutrients, and so the, the animals, we have dairy cows that are producing 
Um, I think it was two or three liters per cow per day more after three months of eating hay from with treated with our system than they were before. So, you know, we're definitely impacting livestock and livestock health and, of course, human health. You know, I did some experiments on wheatgrass where I increased the iron content of the wheatgrass by six times what the untreated wheatgrass was at. And so if you're sprouting or if you're growing your own vegetables or, or that type of thing, you're, you're definitely going to see health benefits from more vitamins and minerals and nutrients that than, than untreated fruit would have. Uh, you know, I'm just sitting here in awe, <laughs> to be honest, uh, because this is such a paradigm shift. This is so profound for the transformation that we are in at this point in the history of humanity, right? It's like waking up to the realization that the way we've been doing so many things, whether it's medicine or whether it's agriculture, has been it's a it's like a false prophet, right? Promising this, these amazing breakthroughs, and ultimately um, not only not able to deliver, but causing so much harm as a result. So we are at this point, this this nexus of a, a whole transformation that is restoring through understanding this quantum reality, the frequencies of health, the vitality, the frequencies that can uh, overcome any illness, any challenge, and doing it with your technology so the soil and the plants can be healed and, and restored. Like It's like going back to the Garden of Eden as a metaphor, right? Restoring this optimal health to plants and their ability to provide this nutrition to all of life. Uh, to me, this is so pro so profound what you're doing, Jim. I can't even find the words to truly express it. Well, the interesting thing is, like, in the last 20 or 30 years, um, there's there's been kind of like a New Age spiritualism, which has been understanding spirituality in, in new ways, right? And what we're finding now is science has is really uncovering the reality behind that. You know, when when you walk into a room and you can just feel the frequency, you can feel tension, let's say, if two people were fighting and then you walk into a room and you you they stop fighting, but you can just feel that tension. Like there's actual frequency that those emotions are giving off, that those two bodies are 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 giving off. And you can feel that. You can actually feel it. And it's it's not just a, a spiritual thing or a mental thing. It's an actual physiological reality that that those frequencies that you know that are being given off by people in that say an emotional state are actually real frequencies and they can be measured and so with plant physiology we're not the only one really going down this research path we're the first one with a viable product but there's a lot of other research out there that's like hey how do we how do we accomplish what we want to accomplish which is of course feed the world feed people but how can we do this in a way that's not going to destroy our health? It's not going to destroy the environment because nobody talks about global warming and climate change in relation to agriculture. Yet nitric oxide from nitrogen-based fertilizers are 200 times more deadly in terms of greenhouse gas emissions than carbon dioxide, which is what everybody talks about, right? And how much carbon mm -hmm. dioxide is released in the air due to agriculture when they till the soil every uh, there's there was a great documentary called um, Kiss the Ground 
which was a really cool documentary, I thought, but it, it talks about how we could completely solve climate change if we just took care of agriculture and figured out how we can grow sustainably and more regeneratively. You know, and, and all of this understanding is really, these are great initiatives and great ideas, but now it, it really falls on innovative companies like ours or like other companies out there to find out ways that we can actually put this into practice. You know, so that it can't, it's not just let's make farmers the bad guy. It's like, okay, how do we work with farmers so they can still make a good living? They can still, you know, do what they need to do, but also do so in a way that's more beneficial for all of us. And I think it really requires a lot of innovation. And, and I'm happy to say that, um, you know, our company's definitely been part of that innovation and part of that evolution into a, a deeper understanding of how we can get what we want without having to sacrifice, you know, in, a, in actual fact, our life, you know, our future generations. Yeah, that's beautiful. I, you know, I, I know that, um, um, you know, farmers tend to be conservative, not a, a little resistance to, to new ideas it's just because they know what works in the past or to whatever degree it works. But um, what, what are you finding uh, as more of these results are showing up and these yields increase and all the ongoing benefits? Are you, are you seeing more and more farmers of whatever scale their farm is really getting curious about this and interested in wanting to implement it? Yeah, we're definitely making inroads. I mean, I think your, your point was, was true that farmers are – definitely conservative they're definitely like very resist, you know, resistant to change things that are that are workable for them as you said you know like they, they know what works they know chemical fertilizers work they know that if they do keep doing the things the same way they have a very good shot at being successful right whereas if they do things too radically different they go too far on a limb and they lose a crop that could be their livelihood right it's they're they're not they're they're not operating in a situation where they're making half a million dollars or a million dollars a year and they're all rich, right? They're they're operating in a situation where one year they might make three or four hundred thousand dollars on their farm, and the next year they might lose fifty thousand. They might actually spend fifty thousand more than they even make. And so when you have that type of dangerous sort of economic environment, it makes it very difficult to to change. But even with that, there are a lot of farmers out there that are that are progressive and that are innovative and that are constantly trying to evolve what they're doing because I don't think any farmer wants to use chemicals or wants to use things that they, they probably know is not good for them or good for the environment. But until and unless they have something that's workable and proven, then they're going to be very resistant to change what at least will put money, put, you know, money on the table for them or food on the table, I should say. Yeah, well, um, this has been such a fascinating conversation. We're at the end of our hour, and if people want to learn more, um, go to harvestharmonics.com, Harvest Harmonics. You know, I love the fact that you scale this technology so the little backyard, you know, farmer <laughs> can can find a, a, a system that they can use in their watering system or you can have, you know, the huge, you know, 500 acres or whatever more, um, have a system that works 
for them. So you're really making it available for everyone. I wish I would have had a system that I can use on my balcony here for my watering can. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. that will come soon. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we're just so blessed to have you, the company, um, the inventor of this out of Italy, providing this breakthrough technology that's truly transforming our world. And uh, and just, you know, thank you for all the hard work you're doing, Jen. This is just so, so profound. And uh, wish you all the best. I'm, I'm excited to see how this grows and transforms the planet here. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And to all of you listening, oh, my gosh, thanks so much. These are the conversations we have every week, so I hope you'll be joining me. Um, if you want the archives, you can go to my website, Dr. Cheryl Selman. You can go to Podbean. You can go to Spotify. Um, those, um, the archives of all my programs, this program and What Women Must Know, which is my other podcast, are available. So uh, keep learning, keep growing, being curious. Open your mind to these infinite possibilities of change, transformation, healing, and greater connection to who we are. So until next time, uh, may your week be filled with love, peace, and harmony. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.